0: The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk
1: with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help.
0: We think we have Porik back. Porik, are you there?
1: Anton, I'm here.
0: This is a huge relief because when it comes to questions about hedges and screening, I am significantly out of my depth. So, can I fling them at you? Is this the month to do it?
1: It is indeed. November is a great month. And if any year, this this year, because the weather in the autumn has absolutely been perfect for planting. So planting conditions are really good. If you plant a hedge at this time of year, Anton, it'll grow. The roots will actually grow right through the winter, leaving the plant in a really strong position then for spring, for that new spring growth. So November is always the traditional time for planting hedging plants in your garden.
0: Would you recommend any particular ones?
1: Well, we, we had a great question in last week, um, which, which kind of triggered the topic really. And the listener was looking for something different rather than planting the kind of traditional laurel and grislinia and escalonia. And my advice was... Maybe to go for something a little bit different, plants like Star starwiniae are lovely, or there's a lovely plant at the moment that's in flower right through the winter called viburnum tinus eve price, and that flowers literally from now right through to April, but it makes a fantastic evergreen hedge. You've also got plants like the flowering redcurrant, which the bees particularly like, and that makes a lovely kind of informal in hedge, lovely in rural gardens. Or I'm looking out in my own garden at the moment, Anton, and the beech the lovely green and purple beech is beginning to change colour now. And beech is one of those lovely hedging plants that's easy to grow, looks fantastic, I think, in rural gardens. And it it signifies the seasons because at this time of year, it actually changes a lovely bronze or brown colour and the leaves stay on the plant right through the winter and they're pushed off then in the spring. So beech for me is probably one of the... Easiest to grow and most attractive hedges.
0: Whatever about attractiveness, what about security? Because Angarda Shikona have recommended that a barrier of prickly hedge along your boundary or underneath the window helps to deter thieves. So what, what would you recommend to keep people out of your property?
1: Well, there's some great examples of thorny hedges. If you think of even the common native trees like white thorn and blackthorn, they've got prickly thorns on them. They make fantastic hedging plants. And again, they're great for biodiversity because they flower and they produce berries in the autumn. But you've also got an evergreen hedge called Berberus Darwinii or Darwin's Berberus, which produces beautiful orange flowers in the spring. It's got prickly leaves and prickly stems. So that's probably one of the best plants to plant. So that's Berberus Darwinii. And Berberus come in a whole range of different varieties, which, again, all have thorns and are really good for uh, producing that prickly hedge, as it were. Holly, of course, native Irish holly, green holly or variegated hollies. Hollies like Golden King, which is a female variety that produces beautiful red berries on variegated foliage. And hollies make terrific hedges Anton, because again, they're slow growing, so they require very minimal trimming each year, but they look beautiful. And of course, they're evergreen, they flower, they bury. So for me, the hollies, the berberis, the white thorn, the black thorns, pyracantha, they're all thorny hedges and will certainly deter anybody trying to get into your property.
0: I remember reading a thing a, a number of years ago that said that on the top of raths they used to grow, I think, white thorn and black thorn and interweave them as they grew to form a sort of yeah. a living fence. Should you do that? Should you try to knit the plants together?
1: Well, you can do that. That's called layering, where, where you bend the branches down and you can interweave them. And that saves the cutting back. You're not wasting any wood, as it were. So you're training the hedge to interweave itself. A bit like the way we train willow to forming a basket you can do the same with white thorn and black thorn but you can also trim it like a regular hedge as well and white thorn and black thorn for me you can mix the two together you can maybe mix some beech in with that as well or put some holly in to get that kind of mixed uh, you know, kind of like a like you'd see in, in the countryside, a, a, a native hedgerow. And it's great for biodiversity because the white thorn flowers in the spring and the bees absolutely love it. And then the berries come on at this time of year and the thrush and the blackbirds are feeding on those at the moment. So white thorn and blackthorn trimmed on a regular basis is one of the most attractive hedges of all and particularly suitable for rural gardens.
0: Lots of questions coming up about um, what is plantable at this time of year other than the the hedges that we've been talking about and bulbs are cropping up a lot. Can you ask Porik, what winter or spring bulbs can I plant now for a bit of colour in a woodland area something to flower each year?
1: Well, and that's the great thing about bulbs. They pretty much flower every year and they multiply. So putting down a handful of bulbs within a couple of years they'd continue to spread. In woodland areas it's going to be shaded. So I would pick Bulbs like anemones, which are really low growing and flower every year. The snowdrops, of course, because they're going to flower in January. Winter aconites, if you plant them now, will flower for Christmas right through December period. Crocuses will do really well as well. Cyclamen, which I've in flower in my own garden at the moment, they're absolutely beautiful and do really well in shaded areas. You've also got fritillaria, which is a lovely dwarf little plant, little bulb as well, um, and maybe some of the Narcissi. So there's lots of really good Narcissi, which begin to flower in February and flower right through to April, depending on the variety. So varieties like Narcissi February Gold is a really early flowering variety. But this is the time of year, Anton, to get bulbs into the ground and the 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 soil conditions couldn't be any better.
0: And I I believe you can layer them based on when they are going to pop up so you can plant them almost up on top of each other.
1: We, can call that, we call that lasagna planting. Like you make a lasagna in layers, you can do the same with thing with bulbs. So you put the biggest bulbs right at the bottom, so the daffodils and narcissi, the big chunky bulbs. Then you put a layer of soil or compost over that. Put maybe a layer of hyacinths or tulips on top of that. Again, another layer of soil. And then the smaller bulbs, like the crocuses and the little dwarf narcissi and the snowdrops, they go... To- Towards the surface. So you can have five or six different layers of bulbs in a pot or container or window box or indeed in the garden soil, and they'll come into flower. Remember that bulbs, depending on the varieties, will flower from December right through. The alliums are probably one of the last that flower in late May, early June. So you can have bulbs literally flowering from Christmas right up to June
0: fascinating as always Porik and as always there are far more questions than we could possibly get to so we will gather up the ones that we missed and, and bring them to you the next time that you are on that is Porik Horkin a reminder that all of our items from today are uploaded as podcasts which you can listen to on the news news